Who are the top 12 running backs in our new Dynasty ADP? All that and more on today's Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on today to get started. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's good, man. How are you? I'm good as well. Yeah. We are uh, we're about a week away from NFL Combine time, so I'm I'm really good. I know you're going to be there. I'm going yeah. to be there later in the week. We're going to get to see uh, so many of these rookies that uh, that we've been talking about the past few weeks, uh, and and that we will continue to talk about. Hopefully, we'll come back with a little more insight for our listeners. Uh, but definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, one of the few times we ever, the only times we ever see each other in person. Absolutely. It's, it's <laughs> become an annual tradition. It's it's a fun one for sure. It is. Matt, we are going to continue talking about those rookies. We'll continue our rookie profile today. We're talking about Zach Evans today, so we'll, we'll get to that soon. Uh, but before that, I want to hit on some other running backs because over at Dynasty League Football, we have some brand new February ADP. I, I kind of hinted at it last week. This is my favorite month of the year when it comes to ADP. The rookies are in the pool, and Matt, the rookies are in the pool when it comes to these top 12 running backs in Dynasty. No surprise. We, we've we talked about it. We predicted it. So many other people uh, expected this to be the outcome. But Bijan Robinson is the Dynasty RB1, according to February DLF Dynasty ADP. Uh, he went five overall in that ADP. Are you surprised even a little bit? No. And part of it's because Taylor's stock has dropped a little bit too. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 the the 365 day ago version of Jonathan Taylor might've beat him out, but his stock dropped a little bit in that last year. And he got a year older as that happens to all of us, of course. Um, doesn't shock me one bit and landing spot matters but it doesn't much with this guy to me um is Barkley the only one you can remember that entered the league before he had a team as the number one dynasty running back and was he did he qualify from what you remember yeah he did not um we, we've had some players yeah we've had some players who have been RB1s um as rookies mm-hmm. and and even uh even before they're drafted or, or before they have played yeah. Uh, we've had we've had some running backs to be first round uh, dynasty startup picks in that same situation. But in the 11 years that I've been collecting ADP for Dynasty League football, uh, Bijan Robinson is the first rookie oh. running back to be the RB1 before drafted and before he uh, before he plays a snap. So the he's wow. uh, he, he's kind of breaking new ground here. And yeah, like like you said. Not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, that is, it's related uh, to, as you said, related to the the drop off in value for Jonathan Taylor. Taylor is still the RB two. I was actually a little surprised to see that. Honestly, yeah, I'm a little torn on uh, that. 
Yeah, I think I think he'd be I think he'd be my three. I think I would prefer mm-hmm. Brees Hall over Jonathan Taylor, but I do see those three as as the top tier, and that's what we have: Bijan Robinson at one, Jonathan Taylor at two, and Brees Hall is at three overall. Do you agree that that is the top tier in our uh, in dynasty yeah. rookie back? running back yeah. rankings. I thought I was going to be a little more controversial saying I thought Hall should be over Taylor, but yeah, I do think they're the top three. And I just envision an Aaron Rodgers led offense with Hall catching 70 balls, you know, that that could be pretty potent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mentioned a little bit of a teardrop from Hall to the next guy. That next guy is veteran Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he just continues to put up numbers. Uh, had another awesome season, not really showing um, showing right. any drop-off yeah. in production at all. Uh, so I, I don't think that uh, even though we start to worry about age with these, uh, with these running backs, I don't think we need to worry about it yet with McCaffrey. I still have him uh, as my fourth guy as well. So I agree with the ADP here. I do as well. RB, RB5, Kenneth Walker. Uh, this is a player who's losing a little bit of value. Walker has actually been a first round pick in our dynasty ADP for the past three or four months. Now he's not this month. He fell to the second round. He is at the top of the second round, but uh, still losing a little bit of value. We've, we've seen hall come back ahead of him. McCaffrey has overtaken him in the ADP. Um, how are you feeling about Kenneth Walker now that we're, we're in into the off season? Well, I mean, it was a, a young group of tackles. I mean, we had a lot of questions about the offense. Penny was in the mix. I think all those things got answered in a positive way. I can't see Seattle you know, bringing in a, a back of note. I thought he played really well as a rookie. So I think this is proper. I mean, looking at this list, the top seven or eight or so, I think are pretty obvious. And I don't have any qualms with the order except for Hall over Taylor. I think he's number five. All right, well, let's get to it then, because I do agree with you. Walker is five. Saquon Barkley is RB6. Travis Etienne is RB7. And Austin mm-hmm. Eckler is the running back eight. I guess the only argument I would have here, and and I think we kind of talked about this a little bit on, on a recent, recent show, is that I'm valuing the top guys as young and, in my opinion, elite. And that's Robinson Taylor Hall. The okay. next year for me is older and elite. And certainly that's Christian McCaffrey. He comes in at fourth, as I said. But should should Austin Eckler be closer to fifth than where he is at eighth? Uh, I, I kind of mm. feel like we're undervaluing Maybe. Austin Eckler. Way of putting it. Uh, I think he could be uh, potentially right behind McCaffrey in front of Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I like the way you put that. So I think you should probably McClump. Ugh, I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll go so far as to put Eckler over ATN. I don't know if I can okay. put him over Walker, though. Okay. Or All right. Barkley. Um, and, of course, questions about Saquon Barkley and where he will play his 2023 season. The Giants in a tough spot uh, trying to retain both uh, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And seemingly not getting anywhere on those uh, contract extension talks. So one of those guys will get the franchise tag, we assume. Uh, and one of them will have the have the option to find a new team if they choose. That's uh, that's probably going to be Saquon Barkley, 
I would guess, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. I think Barkley gets franchised because I mean running backs it's a totally different subject. But Tuesday we're recording this on Tuesday, folks. Pull back the curtain, but it's franchise tag day. You know you can start tagging guys, and I think Jacobs, Barkley, and Pollard are all going to get it because the running back number is very very low. That is true, but the running back market is also pretty deep, both in the NFL draft and in the free agent class. And uh, well, well, there's a few free agent no, quarterbacks right. to uh, you know that are noteworthy ex- as well. Um, they're they're going to be expensive. We've heard Daniel Jones wants 45 million. Uh, good good luck with that one. Uh, yeah. That is obviously much higher than uh, than the tag. I don't know. It's, the Giants definitely in a tough spot. As I they said. are, they are. They're a strange one. Matt, you said you agreed with basically the top eight running backs on this list. Running back nine is Najee Harris. We've talked about Najee Harris quite a bit on this show uh, because of the struggles he had during the 2022 season because of your close connection to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has really started to regain some value, and I do not agree with it. I don't think he should be running back nine. I don't think he should be a top 12 running back. This just feels too high for Najee Harris. Sounds like you agree with that. I do. I don't think he's super impressive on the field. And I think his days, his rookie days of owning like 85% of the touches are done. You know, Warren's a Mm -hmm. good backup that they found off the, you know, uh, in undrafted. And Harris is, and it's not a great offense. I mean, I just don't think he's a tremendous player. Like of all the, people on this list I think he's the worst football player of the group and Harris versus Ramondre Stevenson to me really isn't that close yeah the next three guys are clumped in together with a very similar ADP uh here in the uh the late third round and that's Najee Harris Javante Williams at 10 and the guy you just mentioned Ramondre Stevenson mm-hmm. at 11 uh, I agree with you I want Stevenson above both of those guys yeah I think we could flip-flop this order. I'd be much more comfortable with it. Although, again, I don't think Najee really belongs even in the RB1 category at all right now. Uh, Javante Williams, though, an interesting story. He's bounced back uh, and and regained some value. We see that with these injured players basically every season. So not a real surprise, but maybe a slight surprise to see him above Guys like Nick Chubb, who is not on this list. Josh Jacobs, who is not on this list. These guys are not uh, top 12 running backs currently. DeAndre Swift, you know, he had an up and down year and Mm -hmm. has lost some value. This is the first time he's out of that RB1 uh, conversation in quite some time. Derrick Henry, always a a value loser in the offseason, value gainer in the regular season. So he's on that same ride. But Matt, the, the last player on this list is another interesting one because oh, yes. it's another rookie jameer gibbs is the 12th running back drafted that makes him a running back one in his first month as uh in the league i guess technically or in in our adp data i was surprised honestly to see gibbs i mean i get the rookie love i like gibbs as a prospect but this this feels a little bit high right now it does i was a little shocked to see him um, of these bottom four, Harris, Williams, Stevenson, Gibbs, Stevenson's clearly one for me. I might have Gibbs ahead of Najee and Javante, you know, in, in a standard, not super flex league. 
if I have one, two, and someone offers me Najee or Javante for it, I don't think I say yes. Yeah, that's a really good way to think of it. And yeah. and I agree with you, actually. So I, I think, um, it, you know, maybe maybe Gibbs is not too high. Maybe those right. other guys are too high. But I, I read off a, a list of names there that are not here. Swift, Jacobs, Chubb, Henry. Chubb's big to me, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Rookie fever might have taken over mm-hmm. a little too much, and uh, expectations. I want his landing spot too more than I do Robinson's. I mean, because he's such a receiver. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's certainly going to be crucial. That is a look at your top twelve running backs. Uh, again, according to that brand new DLF Dynasty ADP, uh, we're going to come back and talk about that. Uh, same thing tomorrow. We'll hit on those wide receivers tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and we'll continue the conversation talking about Zach Evans right after this. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Then you got to try a Built Bar. And what makes Built Bar so good? And for starters, for me, it starts with the chocolate, real chocolate, 100% chocolate. They have awesome flavors, churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure exactly how they do it, but their their bars taste like candy bar while maintaining some amazing macros. I mean, they're super healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. Like, that doesn't quite add up. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. I mean, for, for we've been telling you forever, go to go get your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart. Walk in the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or at Sam's Club, you can get a 17-bar box with brownie batter or churro. And thank me later. All right, Matt, we are back. We're talking, as I mentioned, Zach Evans. Of course, Evans, the running back from Mississippi, formerly of TCU played his first two years at TCU before finishing out his college career at Mississippi, six feet tall, 215 pounds. He is 21 years old, turns 22 very soon, right around, uh, right around the NFL draft time, I believe. Um, you know, Evans was really an interesting story coming out of high school, Matt. I don't know if you remember this, but he was he was a five-star recruit. He was the uh, running back two in his class and obviously very highly sought after. He could not make a decision. He, this this kid visited every school there was to go to, and and all the big names were after him, uh, as you would expect with a, mm-hmm. with a five-star recruit. He did not commit until May. Um, of of that uh, off season before his his freshman year, and you know, so many of these uh, high school players are not only committing early, but they're even uh, early enrolling. They're they're going in that they're skipping the final semester of high school and enrolling in in college and starting that spring practice. All of that that didn't happen for Evans because he was he was linked to so many schools. He was projected to go to multiple different schools and finally ended up staying home and going to TCU. Um, I don't know. There was a little bit of kind of a bad taste in, in your mouth. If you were following that process, something just didn't seem right about it. Hopefully that's, you know, hopefully that's just a bad take or a bad, uh, bad way to remember it by me, but something certainly seemed off about that recruiting process. 
So I was in recruiting for three and a half years. I was a recruiting yeah. assistant at Pitt. I was the director of football ops at Akron. And I toured these kids around with their families and all that. And I understand that a lot of times they're 16, 17 years old and they're very immature and some of them don't have great upbringings and all that stuff. But I would, as an NFL team, I want to hear about that. I mean, there's a lot of great opportunities for you here. Just grab one, Zach, you know what I mean? And be excited about it. Don't drag your feet. And some of it you took personally if they didn't end up going to pit or whatever. But a lot of times when kids would be real waffly and wavering and they decided against it, you kind of thought at the end of the day, I didn't love hanging out with him anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it it is, I'd like to clear that up a little bit. Might be nothing. Yeah. Might be nothing. Yeah. Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a solid career production wise as a freshman, 54 carries for over 400 yards and four touchdowns for TCU. As a sophomore, 92 carries, 648 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, at that point, career felt solid, but not spectacular. Uh, ends up following that 2021 season, as so many other players did, uh, ends up transferring. Uh, he goes from TCU to Mississippi. Um, and it was it was a little bit of a bumpy ride at Ole Miss as well. His numbers look a lot better if you're if you're just checking box scores or or his stat lines. 144 carries, 936 rushing yards, and nine touchdowns. Uh, but he also had to split that backfield, and he had a uh, a freshman, true freshman, I believe, running back there, uh, Judkins, who uh, quite honestly looked just looked like the better player for hmm. um for many of the games. So, I think there's still some concerns there. Now, Matt, I know you're you're not a Devy guy. Um but Zach Evans because he entered as a as one of those top recruits, uh he's been a name that's been in that Devy landscape uh oh, for for a while now, you know, yeah, really yeah, throughout yeah. his his college career and he's he's been a a player who's been highly valued and Many people expected him after Bijan Robinson and after Jameer Gibbs to be the next guy in line, the RB3 mm-hmm. in this class. And if you look at some early ADP, if you look at early rankings, um, he, he's just not showing up there. He seems to be losing value. We talk about the mock drafts. He's not even showing up in those. Even if you find a, a day two mock that has the second and third round, He's often not included there. Suddenly this is a player that feels like maybe a day three running back and not a first round rookie pick, uh, potentially falling to the second round. Matt, I know you and I both love to check out the work at PFF. They've got their mm-hmm. draft guide out. I, I was going to see dig into some of the data that they always offer. They didn't even write Zach Evans up in their draft guide. And uh, well, they still might. This is the first one that came out. They just keep adding to it, but he must not have been a high priority for them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. They, they, it's kind of an ongoing product there. It and is, and yeah. uh, again, we, we love the work they do, especially when it comes to uh, any of the analytics and data, but mm-hmm. he's yeah, already found it. It's not a good, not a good sign. For Zach Evans, so we right. always start with the strengths. Let, let's start with the weaknesses here. What what is it that has Zach Evans falling uh, down the ranks, losing value, and and potentially even finding himself as a day three 
NFL draft pick? Well, I don't know. I haven't studied him as much as I'd like compared to some of our other conversations. But I do know that there's some inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. I think expectations didn't help his cause. The little I'm harping on this recruiting story because it hits home too much. But I wonder if there are all these things similar. Um, I'm, I'm stealing information about him from others and podcasts I've listened to over the last few weeks. And I forget where I heard it from, but I heard some people saying, doesn't have great vision, doesn't always run, hit the hole that he should. Like, these are, seem to be a trend with this guy, you know, character yeah. stuff and just who he is possibly. But I also heard Matt Waldman, he was doing his, you know, just a couple of sentences on every every running back without giving too much away for the, the rookie scouting portfolio. And, and Evans kind of changed his tune, like, I'm excited about this guy. You know, it wasn't, Mm. I'm worried about him. It's just the way that Matt presented it. And you and I are both presented, you know, we've seen Matt's great work for years and years now. You can tell when his final rankings come out, I bet this guy's going to shock some people with where he has them. So I'm sure there's a lot to work with. He has size, he has speed, but these inconsistencies need to be worked out and why. Yeah, I need I needed a little glimmer of hope, so I'll, yeah. I'll take it however I can get it. I mentioned that freshman for Mississippi, Quinshawn Judkins, uh, didn't just share the backfield with Zach Evans, really dominated the work. He ends up with 274 carries, uh, so nearly, nearly double what Evans had for over 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. So, uh, Evans simply was uh, was plan B there in that backfield. Mm. I'm sure that's not how he saw that working out when he transferred to the SEC school. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk we'll talk about some of the strengths, some things we like about Zach Evans, and uh, also dig into his dynasty value just a little bit. Sounds like a plan. But the uh, midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you don't if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on every, everything from money line to point scores to threes drained. Um, there's so many other things as well. I mean, I'm not an NBA expert, but there are you know player props on rebounds and spreads and cores and assists and anything you want to say the least. Um, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get, to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com/slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com/slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Matt, let's finish up the conversation about Zach Evans. It's it's not all bad. This this mm-hmm. is a big, powerful runner. He's got some nice speed for his size. Um, got got some burst out of uh, you know out of the backfield. And even though his his pass catching numbers aren't uh, certainly aren't gaudy by any means. I feel like he showed some skills as a pass catcher yeah, yeah. Uh, on the opportunities that he did get. So it's, it's always tough. And we we've done this, you know, we did it with Kenneth Walker. We do it every year with some of these prospects. They didn't really catch the ball, but we think they can, we think they will in the NFL. And mm-hmm. sometimes those things 
play out and, and change. And, and a lot of times they don't. Uh, what are some other strengths you see uh, in what you've checked out with Zach Evans? I'd say some of the stuff I've checked out with him makes me think that the football world has come a little too easy for him because he's so talented. He's a five star. Mm. Did he have to do the little things in practice to be the best player on the field? No, not really. You know, like, did, did he have to grind the pass blocking stuff and route running precision? No, not really. I'm still going to get the football. I'm the best guy out there. And I'm generalizing a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying he's lazy or not smart or any of those things. You just see a lot of these guys that um, didn't realize, hey, this is more of a commitment. This is more of a uh, of a uh, field. I mean, you have to major in all these things to be great. Yeah. And so, my again, I, I still need to work on him. I feel like I'm cutting down his character. By no means has anyone told me this is a bad guy or anything like that. It's just right. Has, right, has right. Some, there's, there's just some some tendencies, some red flags that all sort of go together. But I wonder what team he goes to, though. I mean, if he goes. I mean, if Bill Parcells would have got a hold of him, wow, he could turn into a great, great player. But if he's allowed to kind of lax his way through things or is a late-round pick and people aren't invested in him, he could fall off quickly if he doesn't correct those things. Yeah, I think you hit on some good things there. And and uh, we've been pretty negative on Zach Evans. but Yeah, and I don't mean to be. There's still a lot to like. And, and I mean, the upside is we yeah. throw that word around a lot. He certainly has it. And, and uh it's going to come down to landing spot. And, and if he can, uh, you know, if he can put it all together and actually perform uh, up to the expectations, uh, let's check out a couple of things related to his dynasty value. He is right. the seventh overall player at DLF in our, in our rookie rankings. Uh, he is currently the RB three. I personally disagree with those rankings. He He's a little lower on, on my board. I've got a couple mm-hmm. guys ahead of him. Uh, but that's where he sits for now. If you look at the rookie ADP, which also uh, is posted on DLF, that's brand new as well. He is the 111 pick there. So looking more like that late first and uh, barely, barely hanging on to that first round uh, rookie draft spot. Um, I, I don't see him as the RB3, but 111 doesn't sound insane to me. Right. Yeah. I was going to say basically the same thing. I think we end up seeing him as a, uh, I think that late first round is, is going to end up being his, his ceiling, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. If yeah. he is, uh, if he is a day three pick, if he falls to the fourth or fifth round, that's about the highest you would want to take him. And it, and it would take a great landing spot to even see him, uh, see him In sneaking into yeah. the first round. Right. Uh, if the draft capital is bad, the landing spot has to be perfect. We've played this game with, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn and with, with uh, Trey Sermon. And yeah, it, it hasn't worked out mm-hmm. very well with, with those guys, certainly. So um, there's going to be some traps in this running back class. Hopefully Zach Evans is, is not one of them, but we're, we're going to be watching that uh, to see how he does at the combine. We'll, uh, we'll do that next week. And, uh, how uh, how that draft he might shine there playing out? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. could he could definitely come out of that as a as a winner as a yeah. riser. Uh, that could be a good setting for him for sure. Matt, that is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.